You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm M. Burnham. And I'm Laura Brodnick. Teen dramas are not just for teen viewing, okay? They're very important assets for adult lives as well, and we are going to be getting into that. But first, it has been revealed only today, Emily, (gasps) that Misha Button, as in Marissa from the OC, Mm. was in a relationship dating, hooking up with Ben McKenzie, who played Ryan on the show while it was airing. But just so you know, this is brand new information. Yeah, it wasn't just on screen either. I mean, it was kind of complicated for me because like I said like I went into that like a virgin like a kid like it we threw ourselves all into it very fast and like then you know when you break up and like things don't work and they see you dating other people and you know they were also like I remember they were like Misha's disappeared with Ben and like she's only 17 and a half 18. Okay don't get angry I have a confession I don't know what's going on. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I do think you should watch The O.C. at some stage because it stands up as a really good teen show. But the significance of this, so The O.C. came out in 2003. Mm -hmm. It ran for four seasons and it's hard to underestimate how much of like a huge deal it was in terms of like a rating smash, the stars of it, which was Ben McKenzie, Misha Barton, Adam Brody and Rachel Bilson, who all became these huge stars. And there was like paparazzi following them. They won every cover of every magazine, every TV interview show it was a huge deal. Adam and Rachel dated in real life mm. for many years. That was really well known. And is he but- the one who married Leighton Meester? Adam Brody did, yes. Yeah, got it. And so at the time, there were these rumours, and there have been for the last couple of years, that Misha and Ben dated, but neither of them have ever spoken about it until now. Mm. And why it's such a big deal is that Misha Barton left the show in season four, and there was a lot of controversy that she had been a diva, that she had been a brat, and she spoiled the ending of the show. She went on a talk show and said (gasps) that her character died before it aired. And so people hated her. People hated her. Only in the last couple of years, she's been doing interviews about what the show was really like behind the scenes about how they were all hooking up and that but she had never before said that she had dated that marissa and ryan had dated in real life so this is a massive deal millennials today are like shaken (laughs) to their core so that's all you need to know off the back of that news look we might as well do a whole teen drama show today agreed because a very iconic teen drama is now back on our screens and it's got us thinking about the best teen dramas of all time and the secret reasons why adults are obsessed with them (laughs) Laura Rodnick, you're going to have to hold my hand through this again. I'm so sorry. Please take us back to 2003 and tell me what happened. Yes, so on a Friday, we're all looking for new TV shows to watch. We're all looking for a bit of nostalgia. You know, it's been a tough week and that's why it's really excited. I have been counting down the days this news. I'm not even kidding. What? Because One Tree Hill, one of the most iconic teen shows of all time, is now on stand. And why that's significant is it's never really been on a streaming platform in Australia, at least not for many, many years, because I recommend it to people all the time on this podcast over the last couple of years, in articles I write, as just part of my (laughs) life in general. 
Today, all nine seasons are on Stan. And I just feel like a lot of people are going to fall in love with this as like one of the ultimate teen shows. So it premiered in 2003. There's nine seasons, which is the perfect amount for a teen show. And it made stars out of the cast at the time. So Chad Michael Murray. I love him. Yeah. Cinderella story. Oh, you would love him in this. You're going to die of this show. Really? Like, I honestly, I wouldn't tell you to watch something if I didn't think you would love it. You will love this okay. show. Hilary Burton, Sophia Bush, Bethany Joy Lenz, James Lafferty. It's about, you know, brothers in a small town who grew up separately. They've got the same father. Basically about this group of teens in like a small town in North Carolina and like who dates who and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the interesting thing I always think about teen dramas is like they're the one really enduring piece of television that no matter how trends change and go around like Mm. dramas and crime and reality TV, teen dramas are like the one enduring thing through pop culture and not just with TV but with like books and movies and everything as well. And what I always think is so interesting is that all the studies and the data around teen shows show that adults watch them even more than teens and continue to watch them through adulthood. This face. What? Okay, that sounds scary, but I actually believe that because I love watching teen shows. It's not scary. Don't you feel like you watch a lot of teen shows now as an adult? Like I know you're a young adult, but still. <laughs> I do. No, I watch a lot now, but I also watched quite a few when I was a teen. So does that mean teens aren't watching teen shows? They do to an what extent. What are they watching? But... National Geographic? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you're a teen, you don't want the stuff that's marketed for you. You want to mm. like read above or watch above and have more adult fare. That's true. But as an adult, just I guess that point in your life when you're a teenager is such an emotional time in such a formative time for so many people and so it's so ripe for like drama and comedy and intrigue and all that sort of stuff. That's why you have teen shows where they also have like supernatural powers or they're detectives or they have jobs, you know what I mean, like jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why teen shows have been so enduring. Obviously there's always the slight issue that they usually cast – 30-year-olds to play the teens. Yeah, that's see, why they that's look so good. the issue with teen shows when you watch them as a teen because you're like, oh, I'll look like that in a few years and then you never do. And you never do <laughs> after those years either. Well, there's a few reasons for that. So one of them a lot of casting directors and producers have said is that teens are just sometimes not very attractive, which is obviously you should have people yes, on screen. Who, We've but- all seen Ned's Declassified School Survivor Guide. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> is that they'll have like acne or bad hair or be going through it. And, and like, obviously, you should see teens who look like teens yeah. on real life. But in this very over glossy Hollywood world, they often have people who are in their 30s so that they look more attractive. <laughs> but also, like facial hair, <laughs> yeah. like little wrinkles going on. I know. And this person's like, Mom, let me go to the prom. And, <laughs> and it's the like, mom's like you, two years older than them. Yeah, always two years older than them. And then the other thing is that obviously, when you have teen or child actors, they can only work a small amount of time, they have to have tutors and stuff so once they are over 18 unless they're emancipated they can just work like an adult so that's that's why they're kind of off also a lot of teen shows I feel like are quite sexy yeah it's a bit weird if you have actual teens doing stuff like that it's like you're sitting home at your bedroom as a teen like with your acne and your bad (laughs) hair and like your blue frosted eyeshadow and you can't go anywhere and nothing exciting happens to you and you're so desperate Mm. for something exciting that's why I think that you get so carried away as a teen yeah with watching teens like sneak out and have these sexy lives or get superpowers (laughs) or solve crime and you're like or become witches witches was a big thing was it yeah my whole room was filled as a teen was filled with witchcraft and candles and tarot cards and stuff because that was the thing (laughs) my parents would perform an exorcism on me if I ever did I think that. my mum wanted to. She wouldn't even let me watch Buffy. She's like, it's the devil. And I was like, she's a hero. Anyway, coming up, we're going to recommend to you some of the very best teen shows of all time that you might not have watched. Okay, I have two big teen shows that impacted my life. And I think it's very similar to what we were discussing 
before. Like one show I watched really early on and it felt like the teens were older than me and then the other show I watched as an adult woman. So the first one was Pretty Little Liars. You do not need to be nervous. It is easy for you to say you have dated within this century. So who is he, where does he live, and what is the hair situation? Plenty and it's on his head. A classic. Have you watched it? That show is so terrible. It's so just bad. completely it's so terrible. I've watched every episode <laughs> and I went to the set when I was in LA once. I'm so jealous. Because it's the same set as Gilmore Girls and I wanted to go to the Gilmore Girls set. It's the same street and the same square and the same buildings. It oh. just doubles as Pretty Little Liars. They're like, this is where Lucy Hale's character jumped off a building and I'm like, that's nice. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> that show so much. So it went on from 2010 to 2017. I was around 13 years old when it first started in the US and I think it came to Australia bit later and it had the most iconic opening sequence where they're like got a secret so the chick who played hannah suggested yeah. that because yeah and it had been a massive song on gossip girl another massive teen show oh. but where they're like getting the girl ready for a funeral and they do the iconic sh- yes and like the pink nail polish yeah. and the lip gloss oh, glamour death and, death and glamour the two things you want in a young teen show. dead girls <laughs> so scary. It stars Ashley Benson, Lucy Hale, Shane Mitchell and Troyan Belisario. They're high schoolers who get stalked by an unknown figure. Exactly what you said. It's a murder. The figure is called A and I actually had an aversion to hoodies. Oh, well, sure. It was so scary. I found them so scary. So this happens after their best friend Allison dies. Of course, similar to Gossip Girl, none of them tell their parents about this. So you're just watching these four high schoolers who definitely look much older than high schoolers (laughs) running around town trying to solve this crime. I used to watch it during my lunch break in high school. That's how committed I was to it. So please join me because you can now watch Real Liars, the whole series on binge. Just stop after like the, before you get to the last few seasons. Yeah, they definitely didn't plan (laughs) for those last few seasons. Okay, I'm doing a really retro throwback for what I think is one of the biggest teen TV shows of all time. I should say from this list, it was very hard because I mostly watch teen TV shows. I admitted anything that we've already talked about. So obviously I would have said One Tree Hill if we hadn't already talked about Mm -hmm. it. And The O.C., I also admitted anything with like supernatural overtones, like a Smallville or something like that, or Teen Wolf or Buffy, because they're all technically teen shows. I love Teen Wolf. So good. Amazing. Anyway, again, werewolves in high school. What could be better? Sexy. In this case, though, I'm talking about, yes, I'm talking about Dawson's Creek, which I think is like the ultimate teen show. When was it that I got designated the town loser? I mean, I know I've done some stupid things in my life, but what exactly was it that pushed me over the edge to being a walking, talking embarrassment to my perfect family? I know you haven't watched it, but that's okay. I would get it mixed up with Wolf's Creek. Oh, please, they're so don't. <laughs> I hope they're different. <laughs> they're very different things. <laughs> this show came out in 1998. I was barely alive. What are you doing I wasn't watching allowed to watch. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I was in primary school and people would, like, talk about it at lunchtime. It was the biggest deal because it starred, again, unknown people who became massive stars, James Van Der Beek, Katie Holmes, Joshua Jackson, and Michelle Williams. This little town called Capeside in Massachusetts and Michelle Williams was you like have a thing for little girl. towns. Every teen show, that was what they did. And Gossip Girl changed the game. Before then, it was always teens in small towns. And so Michelle Williams played this bad girl, genuinely from New York, who came to Cape Side and messed with these like high school friends and like Joey and Dawson. Everyone thought they were going to get together. And then it also has the greatest love triangle. And so you greatest... were going to say it has the greatest creek. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah, where does the creek The come creek in? is actually important. No, they use the creek to go to each other's houses. They go oh. in boats up and down, and Joey crawls up into Dawson's window because they like, always best friends. But Can I guess teenagers, something? What? Does someone die from a drowning? No. 
Actually, that seems like was, a missed opportunity. It ended in 2003. All through the show's run, there was a rumour that it was called Dawson's Creek because Dawson would die and his ashes would be sprinkled in the creek, but he doesn't. That was a <laughs> lie. <laughs> That's the best thing about teen TV shows because you come up with some, like, crazy yeah. theories that make absolutely no cinematic sense. It ended in 2003 and, like, I've never cried so hard in a TV finale. But, oh. yeah, it does have the best love triangle of all time. So it's on Stan if you want to watch it. What's your next recommendation? So my next recommendation is kind of a recent one. It's on Netflix. It's called Never Have I Ever. I left a funeral to be by your side after Nick Jonas married an Indian woman that wasn't you. That was very hard on me. I think we've talked about it a few times on The Spill. It came out in 2020. So, yes, we both watched it as adult women. I watched it with my mum and my mum was very, very into it. This is what I mean. Teen dramas, when they're done well, are for everyone. But I don't know if it is a teen drama because I felt like the... Well, that was the assignment to bring in teen (laughs) drama. So you're the one who's messed that up. Well, it was meant... I think it's, it's a teen show. Yeah. But I think it's meant for us because all the jokes I was like, I don't think a teenager would understand some of these jokes. It is a modern coming-of-age teen comedy drama. It stars Maitri Ramakrishnan. She plays Davy, and it's basically going throughout her whole high school life. There's a love triangle. There's her trying to compete in being the smartest kid at school. She's also trying to find her identity after her dad passes away. I don't want to give away too much because it is such a beautiful series. It was created and produced by Mindy Kaling. So if you love any Mindy Kaling's work or The Office or The Mindy Project, you will absolutely love this one. Okay, and the last recommendation, I just want to throw an Australian one in there, is Heartbreak High. Both. <gasps> I love, wait, both? Both, yes. The new season, which mm-hmm. has been on Netflix the last few years, which is amazing. I love when toxic bitches enter their flop era. But also the original Heartbreak High, which started in 1994. What do you think you're doing? I'm researching face sucking. You're disgusting, Dresic. <laughs> And and again, when I was in primary school, this was the ultimate teen show. And also, out of all the teen shows, like we're talking about them having like 30-year-old actors who are really glamorous, when Heartbreak High came out in Australia, it was so groundbreaking because it like was a mix of people. So all different like sizes and races and backgrounds and all that sort of thing, like an actual high school would look like. And it followed this group of kids in an inner city high school. And it was the most like obsessive thing for teens and tweens in Australia. I remember like going home to watch in the afternoon, my heart like beating really fast if a couple was going to get together and even now like I meet a lot of famous people in my job now and I rarely get starstruck I saw the actress who played Anita at a Netflix party and I literally dropped my drink and ran away I was so (laughs) starstruck by her I couldn't even be around her because I remembered her from the original Heartbreak High. So there's the original series and there's the new series that they rebooted with a different cast, which is amazing. Are they very similar in storylines? In a way, like obviously they're kind of tackling different issues and like Mm -hmm. you have technology and everything this time around. But at its heart, it's very similar. It's a group of teens from different backgrounds who are just facing everyday life and, you know, just (laughs) really beautiful. It feels like we've described the same show in four different ways. That's what teen (laughs) shows are. They're the same thing over and over again. So they're both on Netflix if you haven't watched them. So if teen dramas isn't your thing, what the hell is wrong with you but it's fine it's fine because we have two very different weekend watch recommendations coming up the weekend watch so for this weekend i am recommending a show called criminal record it is on apple tv and it is a british crime drama which in my opinion is the best type of crime dramas i killed her Daniel Egerton. June Lenker. Thanks for seeing me. I'm investigating a phone call. Police? Listen, she's got to kill me. 
How can I help? They made an allegation. It was an old case that you'd worked. You are aware that he confessed. What if he's innocent? What is he hiding? Let it go. Dan is one of the good ones. We got our man. No, you got a confession. We need to cover our backs. She's got it in for us. Are you going to stop me? It stars Kush Jumbo and Peter Capaldi. So it follows the detective June. She is kind of starting out in her career and then she gets an anonymous 911 call from a girl who said that she thinks she's about to be killed by her boyfriend. They try to track down the girl, but they never find her. And then it unravels into this bigger mystery where a lot of old cases from the past start coming to light and then she starts butting heads with other detectives and then she starts getting stalked. It's really scary. That does sound scary. Never know what's going to happen to you. But anyway, the last episode of the season aired this week, so you can now binge the full first season on Apple TV. Okay. My recommendation is one that I've been waiting such a long time for it to be here and to talk about. Your eyes are sparkling right now. I'm so happy right now, and that's because it's The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. It's been so long. I have to get home. I have to find him. Broken world, Michelle. Till my last breath, I am yours. I felt him. I still feel him. You're the love of my life. I'm going to explain what that is. So, last year, The Walking Dead, one of the best TV shows of all time, in my opinion, came to an end after 11 perfect seasons on air. There were 11 seasons of that show? I thought there was like five. We can't get into this. There was 11. (laughs) And after that, because it's such a popular show, like Mm. people did tune out a little bit in the last few seasons. Who's your favorite character? Oh, don't ask that. That's like asking people what their favorite child is. I love all of them. Mine's. Go on. Mm. We've watched like four episodes, so I don't know if we can. Michonne? Well, you're going to love what I'm about to say oh, okay. because so after it finished, there were a lot of different spin-off shows with different characters, mm-hmm. and this one stars Andrew Lincoln, who played Rick. Did he not? All right, I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Denai Guerra, who played Michonne. Yes. And so they were obviously long-term characters mm. on the show. They fell in love. They love it. It was so good when they got together. Yeah. And then very sadly, I mean, this is not super spoilers because this is all in the trailer. Also, this Rick happened many years ago. Up. He got blown up. Or did he? Because <gasps> viewers of the show knew that he didn't actually die. Why? He was taken away in a helicopter. Oh, yeah, you saw that vision and then he can't really see and then there's light and then there's a helicopter noise. Yes. I mean, I, I love you jumping in. Please don't help. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> And so he wasn't there for the last few seasons of the show and all his family on The Walking Dead thought he had died, including Michonne who raised his daughter and also found out after he died that she was pregnant with their son, little RJ, (gasps) Rick Jr. That's spoilers. And then towards, again, this is set up for the new show. And then Michonne found out just before she exited the show that he was alive and she went off chasing him to find where he was, knowing that he would never stay away from his family unless he was being held somewhere. And then at the end of The Walking Dead, like the full season, Rick flashed up on the screen for the first time in years and we saw where he was. This new series that's coming out on Stan February 26th brings them back together for the first time. Just imagine like if you had one wish for a TV show that you loved, if something could happen. This is what fans of The Walking Dead have wished for, for these characters to come back together. Well, breaking news right here. So it's coming out February 26th. It's coming on Stan. I will be taking a personal day. I probably won't be on the pod that day. This is the first time. <laughs> Good to know. I'll about prepare it. for that day. I'm just quite worried emotionally because for the last <laughs> episode of The Walking Dead, 
I was sobbing so much. I had to pause it and go out on my balcony because I've had these people in my life for 11 years. I had to go out on my balcony and just calm down. So it's going to be a really emotional day for me. Oh, God. But it's coming on Stan. And obviously you'll like it more if you've watched The Walking Dead. Mm. But if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, you probably can just watch this as a standalone series because you'll get all the background at the beginning. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. If you want more TV recommendations and you don't want to miss anything else, you can always follow us over at Instagram on at The Spill Podcast. We will see you on mamamia.com.au and over here back in your podcast feed at 3pm Monday. Bye. 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 <laughs>